0: What a game in Phoenix. The Houston Rockets going toe-to-toe with the number one team in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns, falling just a little bit short at the end there, unfortunately. But a great game. So many great things to pick apart from this one. Dennis Schroeder and how he is objectively a good thing for this Rockets team. How is he helping the Rockets when he is on the floor? Alper and Shingoon with the best game of his career against one of the better centers in the league in DeAndre Ayton. Jalen Green finding success playing next to Dennis Schroeder. All of that and more coming up right here at Locked On Rockets. This is Mission Control Houston. Ignition sequence starts. With the second pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Houston Rockets select Jalen Green. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. I'ma keep working, I'ma keep getting better every day, I'ma keep perfecting my craft. And every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and also host of Locked on NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin and the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets. Now, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you by. As always, appreciate you for making Locked On Rockets your first listen each and every day. Such a great game to talk about here. Honestly, when we got the news that Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood were going to be out for this game due to illness, uh, I guess non-COVID-19 illness, I kind of was scratching my head thinking, you know what, this is probably going to be a blowout, and it's probably going to sting, and it's not going to be a super competitive game, and oh boy, was I ever wrong. This was an incredible game, and... We're going to talk about the just kind of the flow of this game, the ending, uh, just the competitive nature of it all throughout the game. Talk about Dennis Schroder and the impact that he is making on this Rockets team and how he is objectively a good thing for this Rockets team. Alper and Shingun having the best game of his career. Jalen Green looking good, playing next to a natural veteran point guard. All of that we're going to get into. So where I want to start though is. First off, the evening went awry when it was announced what the starter was going to be. About 30 minutes before tip-off, I could tell everybody was already distraught that Dennis Schroeder was in the starting lineup over Josh Christopher. And frankly, I didn't really have an issue with it because at the end of the day, Josh Christopher is a rookie. Dennis Schroeder is a proven veteran at the NBA level. So yeah, you're missing KPJ and Christian Wood. So the Rockets rolling out a starting lineup of Jalen Green, Eric Gordon, Dennis Schroeder, Jay Sean Tate, and Alperin Shingun. That was the right move, and boy, did it pay off. This Rockets team looked damn good for the majority of this game, going toe-to-toe with the number one team in the NBA. That's impressive stuff. Now, maybe you chalk it up a little bit to the fact that the Phoenix Suns were kind of sleeping on the Rockets a little bit. They didn't come in as prepared as they needed to be. But this Rockets team fought hard. They shared the basketball. They were fighting tooth and nail defensively, playing some of the best basketball that I've seen all season from them on both sides of the basketball floor. And you have to point to Dennis Schroeder's impact and what he did both offensively and leading the charge defensively as to why this Rockets team found so much success. And he's this this game was a perfect example of what Dennis Schroeder can truly bring to this Rockets team. But I wanna get in on that, you know, more in just a moment specifically. Kinda wanna go through the game flow here in just a moment because this game, I mean, the Rockets were largely in control of this game all the way through the fourth quarter, right? So they finished the the first quarter leading the Suns. They went into halftime with an eight point lead on the Suns. Granted, top of the second quarter, they had some you know some shaky turnovers there. It looked like they you know maybe they were getting re- ready to kind of unravel a little bit. And then in the third quarter, that's when Dennis Schroeder kind of took over a little bit. So Jalen Green was hot to start the game in the first quarter. And did pick up three early fouls, and that was a bit concerning, given how well Jalen Green was playing to start the game. He he hit a few three. He had a he hit a couple early threes. He had that lob from Dennis Schroeder in transition that was just electric, and it sucked because he picked up those three early fouls, and so he had to go sit down immediately. Steven Silas trusted Jalen Green to come back in in the second quarter and play with those three fouls, and that was huge, right? That's a that's. Steven Silas trusting his rookie, hey, you know you've got three. Don't don't go pick up your fourth because I want you in the game. I need you in the game. And Jalen Green did a good job of continuing to play solid defense without picking up more fouls. So great signs from Jalen Green, great learning opportunity for him. But yeah, big start from Jalen Green. Second quarter rolls along. The Rockets are sharing the basketball. They're moving. They're they're playing with a lot of pace. They're getting out in transition. They're doing all the things that you want to see this young Rockets basketball team do. Third quarter comes along and Dennis Schroeder starts to kind of take over the game. I believe he had 12 of his uh 12 of his 20 something points in that quarter. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder finished with 23. And I, f- I believe he had 12 in that quarter specifically. Um, really starting to kind of you know take over the game a little bit. And it was that top of the fourth quarter where things started to get really shaky for this Rockets team. So the Phoenix Suns reeled off a 12-0 run to start the fourth quarter. And the Rockets, credit to them, they fought their way back into it. Despite the 12-0 run, at one point, Dennis Schroeder called for a huddle as the Rockets were going to the free throw line. He called up for a huddle. And I remember even Ryan Hollins was highlighting it on the broadcast, just saying that this was, you know, the veteran leadership that Dennis Schroeder can help provide that he's calling for a huddle as the Rockets are struggling in the midst of this, you know, 10 12 0 at that point, Phoenix run. And just kind of, kind of trying to rally the troops, right? Get get, get them together, get everybody on the same page, and it, it helped. It worked. The Rockets were able to fight their way back into this game despite giving up f- a free twelve points at the top of the quarter to give the Phoenix Suns the lead at the top of the fourth. After the Rockets had led the game for the majority of this one, and it was the end of this game. I mean, it was kind of a trip. Uh, I, I did, I missed one part here in my notes: the fact that Chris Paul did get ejected in the third quarter, which was kind of a trip to see. Um, there was a play where Chris Paul had like tried to whip a pass around Jay Sean Tate's shoulder and his wrist had like smacked into, I think Jay Sean Tate's like upper body or his shoulder or something. Because again, CP3 tried to like throw the pass right over Jay Sean's shoulder. And afterwards he thought like there should have been a foul or something on Jay Sean Tate, even though Chris made contact with him. Like I it was, a weird, it was a very weird circumstance. And so Afterwards, the pool reporter explained that Chris Paul was ejected because he uh, fired off an expli- explicative explicative, at one of the officials. So he said the magic F word probably. Um, so that was technical number one. And then apparently he made contact with one of the officials later on, which was the reason for the second technical and his subsequent ejection. So the Phoenix Suns not at full strength for the tail end of this game. They still come away with the W because they are a very well-oiled machine, even without Chris Paul. But it was just another, like, a weird game just got even weirder, right? The Rockets were leading the best team in the NBA for the majority of the game, and then Phoenix or and then Phoenix loses its point guard in Chris Paul because he gets frustrated off of a weird, like, phantom call. I don't know. It was a very weird circumstance. But back to the top of the fourth quarter, the 12-0 run, the Rockets were able to fight their way back into this. Um, Eric Gordon... Uh, drilled a three to make it just a one possession game, a two point game, one eleven to one Oh nine. And that was where the Rockets really started to mount their comeback late in the fourth quarter on the very next possession. Al P gets a drive on Deandre Ayton. And this was just like the capper on a really amazing night for LP. Any Rockets fans who remember uh, Austin rivers, that like Alpi has kind of adopted this little like signature drive that rivers would do when he was on the strong side and they would empty out the strong side and rivers would just drive baseline with nobody in his way and use his like quick speed, uh, you know, speed athleticism to get to the rim and just scoop it up for an easy two. Alpi did that, but to, to Deandre Ayton in the middle of the floor. So he gave him a little, a little quick, like back and forth with the, with the hands and then drove right and finished past Deandre Ayton at the rim, giving the Rockets, uh, you know, a tie game at 111 all. So huge move from Al uh, P, giving him to matching Al P's career high uh, at, at that point, 19 points. Then on the following possession, Jalen Green hit a huge three pointer to give the Rockets a three point lead that didn't last super long, uh, unfortunately, because Cam Johnson came back down, splashed a three pointer of his own, making it 114 across the board. Then couple possessions later, Mikael Bridges hits like this weird like driving like hook shot, push shot in the paint. It kind of looked like he may have traveled on that possession, but the refs didn't call it. You know, tough luck there unfortunately for the Rockets, makes it 116-114 at the tail end of the game. And then on the very next possession, Jay Sean Tate lost the ball out of bounds. He was getting ready to drive in baseline off the kickout pass and just took his eyes off the ball for a split second and it just like you know, just kind of whimpered out of bounds. And that was like a tough play to stomach, given how well the Rockets had played to that point and how good they had been about not turning the ball over against this Phoenix Suns team for the most part. So then on the following possession, Devin Booker tries to put the dagger in the Houston Rockets, pulls up for a three-pointer, completely airmails it, like doesn't draw iron net, nothing, no backboard, but it lands directly in the lap of Mikhail Bridges, because of course. And Bridges is able to just elevate and put it back up for two. So it gives the Suns a four-point lead with barely any time remaining. And at that point, it was almost like the Rockets could have hung their heads and just been like, yeah, it's game over. But they got it up the court in a hurry. Uh, Dennis Schroeder pushing it up uh, all the way up the court and hit a cutting Jay Sean Tate for two at the rim, Suns had to inbound the ball. They, you know, and it basically became a, a trading free throw game. The Rockets were able to get a couple more buckets in. EG got a slashing layup. Then EG hits a three, uh, you know, a couple possessions later. They're trading back and forth free throws with the Suns, but unfortunately, the Suns never missed enough free throws for the Rockets to tie the game. And then it did come back down to, though, the final possession of the game where EG. The the Rockets drew up a play with about two seconds left on the clock, and EG had like an okay look at it, I suppose. Um, It wasn't the best of looks, and given the fact that EG couldn't throw it into the Grand Canyon in this game, one of his worst shooting performances of the season, I would have liked to see the shot go to literally anybody else on the floor, except for maybe Dennis Schroeder. Um, But Garrison Matthews, Jalen Green, like give one of those guys the ball, honestly, at that point, because... Garrison Matthews as well wasn't having a phenomenal game, but just EG was completely struggling from beyond the arc, just three of fourteen shooting overall. The Rockets were in it; they had a chance to force this thing into overtime, and unfortunately, it just slipped away from them at the very end. But this is exactly the type of performance you want to see from this young Rockets team—a really competitive game against one of the against the best team in the association. I can't think of a better way for this Rockets team to have lost this game. It would have been great to get the win, but this is everything you want to see from this Rockets team over the course of a game. I have a few small gripes that I'm going to get to in segment three, but I do want to focus on Dennis Schroeder and his impact coming up as well as Alperin Shingun and the best game of his career to this point. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment after a quick message from our friends over at Bet Online. Because, look, football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full strength for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to the, the Olympic coverage and information that you are after. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action available to you. Bet online, where the game starts. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Appreciate you for making Locked on Rockets your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, be sure to check out the Locked on Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from local experts free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Let's dive into the impact of one Dennis Schroeder and just exactly what he was doing in this basketball game specifically. Now, again, first off, I think Rocket fans absolutely owe Dennis Schroeder an apology because I was cautiously optimistic about what he was going to bring to the table. Now, I also didn't like the way that Josh Christopher's minutes got, you know, got side, you know, got pushed to the side in favor of Dennis Schroeder in his debut with the Houston Rockets against the Utah Jazz. But even Steven Silas game explained that only happened because of, you know, XYZ thing earlier in the game. I couldn't get Dennis subbed in where I wanted him. All of that, right? And in this game, Dennis Schroeder was obviously one of the starters, which is why he played as many minutes as he did in this game. And he was having an objectively good game. Dennis Schroeder provides this team with exactly what you would have liked to see John Wall provide this team, which is the backup point guard veteran presence, get other guys involved, lead by example defensively, do all those little things. And that's exactly what Dennis Schroeder provided the Rockets in this game and will hopefully continue to provide off the bench upon Kevin Porter Jr.'s return to the starting lineup. Now, you may be asking yourself, the Rockets already had DJ Augustine and he was doing a great job. This is not necessarily a knock on DJ Augustine. DJ was a great facilitator like in the half court, and he did do a good job of setting guys up. But DJ Augustine is a bit over the hill and is not nearly the defender that Dennis Schroeder is, and he cannot play with nearly the level of tempo and pace that Dennis Schroeder does in the open court. So those are two areas that the Rockets desperately need help with was you know, getting guys in the open floor, getting easy opportunities in transition, which Dennis Schroeder is elite at. That's exactly his play style. And then defensively, not being you know completely susceptible at the point of attack on the defensive end. And DJ Augustine, I'm sorry, he was not a great defender. He's just not at that point in his career anymore. And even earlier in his career, like he's undersized, you know, he's smaller on that end of the floor. There's a lot of things, right? So with Dennis Schroder, the Rockets now have a legitimate backup point guard option and two stabilizing veteran presences to have on the floor to anchor both the starters and the bench unit. And here's the kicker, Right the Rockets don't necessarily have to play the, both of those guys like to close out games, and I don't expect them to. Now, maybe there's a night where Eric Gordon and Dennis Schroeder both have it going, right? So they decide to close with both of them in the lineup. But my assumption at this point is that the Rockets will largely probably lean on just one of those guys to close out games, right? So, like, if EG is struggling in a given game, then maybe you close out with Dennis Schroeder in the closing lineup instead of Eric Gordon, right? This gives Steven Silas that flexibility to have yet another veteran presence to lean on. That way, if Eric Gordon is struggling, you don't have to leave him out there just because he's the only vet that you can rely on in those crunch time situations to help kind of rally the troops and calm things down on the floor. Dennis Schroeder gives you another option for that, right? He gives you a guy who can facilitate, who can get others involved. He finished this game with 23 points on seven of 16 shooting, just two of seven from behind the three-point line. Was seven of eight at the free throw line. You love to see that number there. And the Rockets as a team were actually incredible at the free throw line, shooting 24 of 28 from the charity stripe, which is just uh, very impressive for this Rockets team that has largely struggled with free throw shooting all season long. Um, Schroeder also had six boards, had nine assists, had a steal, had a block, did have six turnovers because he was, again, trying to orchestrate the entire offense for the majority of the game. He played 39 minutes in this one. So, of course, that's to be expected that there's going to be some turnovers involved, all of that. But overall, the way that he looks to get others involved, the way that he is running this Rockets offense, you can tell he is truly a veteran point guard. For the majority of the season, the Rockets truly haven't had a backup point guard. Josh Christopher is not a point guard. DJ Augustine, in the spot minutes that he played, yes, he's your back, he was at points your backup point guard throughout this Rocket season. But largely, the Rockets have actually been using Eric Gordon as their backup point guard. And if you don't want to call Eric Gordon a point guard, fine. They've been using him as their backup primary ball handler, if you will, because that's basically been the dynamic for the majority of the season. Once they kind of settled on the starting lineup that we know uh, that we've been so accustomed to in KPJ, Jalen green, Eric Gordon, Jay Sean Tate, Christian Wood. oftentimes Eric Gordon and Jay Sean Tate tend to be one of the, you know, the first substitutions out of the game. And then later Eric Gordon checks back into the game when KPJ hits the bench, right? And then Eric Gordon is the guy kind of running some of the offense. Now, Eric is a vet. And he's been in the NBA for a long time. So even though he's not a natural point guard, he can still run and coordinate an offense a little bit, right? It doesn't look as natural as when another point guard is doing it like Dennis Schroeder because that's not his true natural position. That's not what he's thinking about doing on the floor. He's thinking about creating for himself, not creating for others. Sometimes his gravity will lend to being able to create buckets for his teammates, but that's just not EG's game. Whereas Dennis Schroeder, you're watching him actively Look to get others involved. Realize, okay, this person's hot. I need to get them the ball. Okay, this person's cutting in transition. Let's get them the pass. Oh, Al P's posting up. Let me get the ball down to him, right? It's the awareness that Dennis Schroeder has about where certain guys are and how to get other guys involved. And I do want to end this segment by explaining that this is not and should not be considered a knock on Kevin Porter Jr., Kevin Porter Jr. has grown tremendously as he's been adapting and becoming used to being the point guard on the floor and has done a tremendous job of learning and realizing that he, as the point guard on the floor, is the one in charge of dictating the pace of the game, right? When to speed it up, when to slow it down, when to get certain guys involved, when to recognize, okay, this guy's got it going, great, I'm going to get him the basketball. Okay, nobody on the team has it going. That everybody's getting locked up. Let me see if I can create something for myself, right? Get the offense going that way. And KPJ's done a very masterful job of learning that position on the fly. But now the Rockets have a true proven veteran point guard that they can lean on in Dennis Schroeder off the bench who can continue to kind of anchor that or supplant that if there's a night where potentially KPJ is kind of struggling, right? And we've seen the Rockets' offense without KPJ and Alperin and Good on the floor absolutely struggle to create any sort of quality good looks. And so this game is kind of, I hope it's the catalyst for Rockets fans to really see how beneficial Dennis Schroeder can be in a Rockets jersey and how important it is to have another stabilizing force on the bench for this team so that they can play in competitive games like this one. Like, having the opportunity to potentially knock off the Phoenix Suns at the tail end of this game after fighting so hard and leading for the majority of it, that what I'm not a big fan, usually, of, like, motivational victories or moral victories or whatever. Motivational victories, that's not... Ignore the word moral. So... (laughs) Um, uh, But this game is exactly that, because this Rockets team fought so hard and came up just a little bit short, but it was against the best team in the NBA. That's something to be proud of. You walk away from this game feeling really, really good about the way that everybody on this roster played. Yeah, there are some small gripes to be had here and there. Yeah, there's question marks about what this team is going to look like when Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood step back on the floor. Shout out to Ryan Hollins, who at one point said – nobody's trying to be christian wood out there on the floor and then also follow that up by saying that uh that everybody's willing to share the basketball on the floor because they're no they know they're going to get it back and that to me was like pretty wild honestly because at the end of the day christian wood does turn into a black hole sometimes offensively. And we didn't really see that in this game. Everybody was willing to share the basketball, move the basketball around, generate good looks for each other. And it's exactly the type of basketball that you want to see out of this Rockets team. So I think Rockets fans owe Dennis Schroeder an apology because he's going to be an important part of this Rockets team for the remainder of the season. And it's clear now it was kind of, the lines were kind of blurred before as to why they brought him in. I was cautiously optimistic about what he could bring to this team. But now the lines are clear. Rafael Stone, Steven Silas, they know what they're doing as far as incorporating him into this Rockets team and how beneficial he will be to all the other guys on this Rockets roster, especially Josh Christopher. Now, that is one one last point here, right, is Josh Christopher, as long as his minutes don't shrink too much because of Dennis Schroeder, then I am still all for the Dennis Schroeder experience Um, but in this game, Josh Christopher was the low man as far as minutes with just 11 minutes played off the bench. Now, granted they did have to lean on David Nwaba in this game for a chunk of minutes playing 16 in this one because they didn't have Christian wood. So they didn't have a backup center in this game. So KJ Martin absorbing the backup center minutes. So in the Rockets' regular rotation, as long as Jacob is able to hit about 15 minutes a night-ish, give or take, and a majority of those being played alongside Dennis Schroeder, I will be perfectly okay with this experiment moving forward. I did ask on Twitter how everybody was feeling, how Rockets fans were feeling about the Dennis Schroeder experience, So, I, or experiment, I should say. So I'm going to read just a couple of those off before we get to our next segment. But from a uh, big, big friend of the show, uh, Ed at In the Fast Lane, Ed on Twitter, Uh, he's exactly what I was hoping the 45 million man could be for this team. The ultimate cheerleader slash safety net as the youngins learn in real time on the floor. Don't expect nothing crazy from him, but just let the kids grow. Exactly my sentiments, Ed, you know, this, this is exactly what the Rockets hoped that John Wall could be for this team. Um, Another one from at 2017 world series champions, David on Twitter, Uh, give him whatever wood was going to make in free agency and send 35 to Mars. (laughs) Okay, that's that's good. Um, yeah. So that's kind of uh, the uh, opinion right now on Dennis Schroeder. A couple more here. Uh, I from at Jalen Green 03 with like a million threes in the at. So I don't know. You know, they're yeah, all the e's are threes. Um, but I think he's owed an apology. Tbh, I was really out on him playing over Josh. But if they can find a way to have them both play consistent minutes off the bench, then that's heaven. Uh, And then one more here from at Astro rocket. He's doing really well tonight and helping Jalen a ton. Ball movement has been excellent. He keeps this up and he'll really help with the young guys development. Exactly what we wanted to see out of him. Uh, So yeah, I think Rockets fans, If you were anti Dennis Schroeder, you've got to uh, start issuing some apologies Uh, and shout out to the cult on Twitter. Um, I won't say it, but shout out to the cult on Twitter who have uh, been supporting Dennis Schroeder from the moment that he became a Houston rocket. So coming up, I want to talk about Alperin Shingun and his dominant career game in this one against the Suns and DeAndre Ayton, uh, as well as final thoughts from this game. We're going to get there after a quick message from our friends over at rockauto.com because look, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's basically impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating question? Like, is your car an LX, EX, like all this stuff, right? And you gotta wait while the person's trying to order the parts online. Just go to rockauto.com. You can save time and money when using rock auto. Why choose up to spend why choose to spend up to 30, 50, or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Best of all. Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years at the end of the day, their prices are always going to be reliably low. They don't price gouge you for certain you know, materials. They don't price gouge you for being a DIY person, right? So if you're somebody who knows how to do a little fixer up on your own car, then check out rockauto.com. They've got everything that you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even brand new carpet. So go explore their super easy to use website and find the solution to your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And this is a really important part. Be sure to write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Be sure to visit rockauto.com. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, appreciate you for making Locked on Rockets your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, be sure to go check out Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Make a little bit of money with Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, how can I talk about this game and not want to highlight First off, I mean pretty much all the Rocket starters, and and including and then KJ Martin as well off the bench, all had really solid games. Eric Gordon uh, was probably the one starter that you know struggled with his efficiency offensively, but despite that, still posting 20 points on eight of 24 is a bit abysmal, honestly. But past that, all the Rocket starters having a really solid all-around game, and then KJ Martin off the bench was really impressive. I'll talk about him in a minute, but Alperin Shingun, in just his fifth career NBA start. Posted 19 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 7 of 11 shooting, 3 of 4 from beyond the 3-point line. Alperin Shingun, always, always <laughs> 2 of 2 at Charity Stripe. Just an incredibly impressive performance from Al P. Going toe-to-toe with DeAndre Ayton, one of the better centers in the NBA. And you can make the argument that, Alpi outplayed DeAndre Ayton in this game. Ayton finished the night with, what, 23 points and 9 rebounds on 9 of 15 shooting, was 5 of 6 at the free throw line. Didn't have any assists, didn't have any steals, only had the one block. I would argue Alper and Shingun had a better night at the 5 spot than DeAndre Ayton did. That's impressive for a kid. Alpi <laughs> is the future. Like, this is exactly the type of game that makes it really hard for the next game when Christian Wood comes back and takes the starting spot back because Al P absolutely played out of his mind and the offense looks so much better out there with Alper and Shingun willing to share the basketball, move things around, get others involved. And a big takeaway of mine from this game is with Al P out there and with Dennis Schroeder out there in the starting lineup, it actually felt like Jalen Green was being... Like highlighted as the focal point in the Rockets offense, especially early on, because everybody on the floor in that Rockets starting five was willing to move the ball to the next man. And so a lot of times in possessions that would normally end with Christian Wood, you know, taking, taking one of his looks or posting up or what have you, or the ball just not moving enough. Those passes would then find their way to Jalen Green, which is why he got off to such a strong start in this game. Now, that kind of waned as the game went on, unfortunately, because this group of guys just hasn't played together long enough. But we've talked a lot about the Rockets not having a true hierarchy or pecking order in their starting lineup. And when LP is out there, he has zero issue deferring to other guys on the floor. He hit some really amazing little cutting passes to guys who are flashing through the lane. He hit Jay Sean Tate for a really easy one somewhere. I think like top of the third quarter, give or take, um, Things just looked really, really good for Al P. He was playing within the flow of the offense, and those three balls, those those were probably the biggest, most standout thing, is he was still hesitant on a couple of them, but it got to the point where he was just pulling them with confidence. And that's exactly what he's got to be able to do to be a five at the NBA level and to kind of stretch the floor out and open up more opportunities for himself, for his teammates to not clog the paint when he's out there. And if he can consistently hit the three, I don't expect him to shoot 75% from three every single game, but if he can just be slightly more consistent than he's been up to this point, then I mean, Al is going to, he, he's got future star written all over him. That's all I can say about it. Right. And defensively, Steven Silas highlighted Al defensive focus in this game because he was guarding the pick and roll so well. Obviously this is a Phoenix Suns team that runs a heavy amount of pick and roll with Devin Booker and with Chris Paul. And so guarding the pick and roll is crucial against this Suns team. With Chris Paul getting the boot in the third quarter, obviously that changed the complexion of things, but Devin Booker was still running a steady diet of, of pick and roll, you know, throughout the final, you know, 18 minutes of this one. And LP did a really great job when he was on the floor of guarding in the pick and roll of, of, you know, making sure that he defended properly, making, you know, switching when he needs to, dropping when he needs to, covering the right guys. And I think that's a big, been a big part of LP's game that's been kind of a question mark is, yeah, he hustles defensively, but at times he's hustling and he's not, you know, in the right spot at the right time. And that leads to fouls and issues here and there. But overall, just a really, really impressive game from Alperin Shingoon. And again, it's a damn shame that he's going to go back to being saddled on the bench when Christian Wood inevitably returns to this Rockets lineup because, and that's one of the reasons that I was truly disappointed that Christian Wood didn't get moved at the deadline because even if the offers weren't there, P is the future of this franchise at the five. And it's not going to be Christian Wood. And unless those two guys can learn to coexist on the floor together, which at this point I kind of have my doubts of them being able to succeed on the floor with one another. You know, Wood is just directly in the way of Alper and Shingun, and at this point, the Rockets need to find a way this summer, maybe at the draft, whatever, to deal Christian Wood so that Alp can be the starting five of the future, starting alongside Jabari Smith Jr., <laughs> so there we go, had to throw in my one little tidbit about the NBA draft, but Um, Really great game from Alper and A really quality night from Jayshon Tate as well. Just going to speed through the rest of the starters very quickly. 22 points, 10 rebounds, 1 assist on 7 of 9 shooting for Jayshon. 8 of 8 at the free throw line. Those are great numbers for Jay Shante. I mean, he was getting fouled. He was making free throws. He was cutting. He was finishing at the rim. Only had to attempt the one three point shot missed it, but just an overall impressive stat line from Jay Shante in a game where he kind of had to help anchor that front court, especially in the minutes where Alperin wasn't on the floor to kind of body Deandre Ayton and JaVale McGee and the other bigs for the Phoenix Suns. Um, Shout out to Jay Sean Tate and David Nwaba and KJ Martin who all kind of held their own as like the small ball fives, fours and fives in this Rockets offense. Uh, Already talked about Dennis Schroeder's stat line. Eric Gordon with 20 points on 8 of 24 shooting, just 3 of 14 from the three-point line. Did have two boards and two assists as well as a block in his 38 minutes played. I would have liked to see... Eric Gordon and Jalen green's like field goal attempts, maybe not necessarily flipped because I do think it is asking a lot for Jalen green to have 24 shot attempts in a given game, as much as Rockets fans would love to see that. Um, but some of Eric Gordon's shot attempts should have been diverted to Jalen green, right? There's no reason that is as, as hot as Jalen green started this game that he only finished with 12 shot attempts. And I do think that is kind of an issue moving forward is the rockets need to place an emphasis on allowing Jalen green, the opportunity with, not necessarily just with the rock in his hands, but just to finish possessions, right? Because I do think there is something to be said for, yeah, Jalen has looked good with the ball in his hands, but with a true point guard on the floor in Dennis Schroeder and with Kevin Porter Jr. looking as good as he has looked, setting other guys up, you don't necessarily have to have the ball in his hands. Just let him get more shots. And I think some of that does fall back on Jalen Green, right? Rockets fans need to realize that there are plenty of times where Jalen Green defers to other players on the floor. And I do think that maybe, you know, Maybe Steven Silas needs to get in his ear or John Lucas needs to get in his ear and just be like, no, you take those shots. You're the number two overall pick. You're the future of the franchise. Take those shots. Go out, get 20 shot attempts a night. Period. Like, and if maybe it's just, again, maybe it's a mentality thing with Jalen, not a confidence thing, but maybe it's just a, you know, he's wanting to defer and, and get his teammates involved. And he's being at times a little bit overly passive when he could just take the ball, go head down and drive it to the rim and create contact and get opportunities that way. He was great about doing that in this game. He finished with 17 points again on five of 12 shooting three of seven at the three point line, four of five at the charity stripe had two rebounds, had an assist, had a block. Um, didn't really handle the rock a ton in this game. Again, because that m- the majority of that fell on Dennis Schroeder and he only Dennis Schroeder only missed nine minutes on the floor. So, and then KJ Martin off the Rockets bench was, I mean, just some of the dunks that he had in this game. He had the one in transition where he got fed the ball and just went up and completely yammed it and got the and one opportunity, um, converted on it at the free throw line. He had a number of them running in the pick and roll where he would just get like fed a bounce pass in the pick and roll and just elevate and like yam it on top of the rim. Uh, He had the one from David Nwaba going kind of like baseline pick and roll kind of later on in the game. And David Nwaba hit him with the bounce pass perfectly. And KJ just elevated and smashed the ball home with his left hand. And it was a, really impressive dunk that was a that was a I should have been in the damn dunk contest type of dunk from KJ Martin in all honesty but he continues to just be that super infectious uh you know energy guy off the bench played small ball five looked good doing it and uh yeah solid night from KJ Martin the rest of the Rockets bench provided energy at times but didn't do a whole lot else in this game David Nwaba um, and Garrison Matthews are you know pretty quiet nights for the two of them. David Nwaba obviously getting the nod because no Christian would, so kind of shortening up the rotation or needing to dig deeper into the Rockets' bench for this one. And then Josh Christopher, despite the one-for-eight shooting numbers, was so incredibly active being like being Josh Christopher. He had seven rebounds, four of them on the offensive glass, also had two assists. He did have a block. So even though the shot wasn't falling for Josh Christopher in this game, he was still... You know, energetic. He was still finding ways to be impactful. And that's exactly what you want to see out of Josh Christopher. He's not hanging his head. He's not upset that he's, you know, now kind of being pushed to being the last guy in the rotation behind Dennis Schroeder. He could be, right? He could be super upset. He could be, you know, moping around and out there not giving his all, but that's not the type of person he is. That's not the type of player he is. If anything, he's just going to double down and work harder and smarter and even better to make sure that he still proves to this coaching staff, yeah, I'm still worthy of these minutes, right? Yeah, Dennis Schroeder's providing, you know, that point guard veteran presence that we need, sure. But I still want to get my minutes on a nightly basis. And I have no qual, or I have no worries that Josh Christopher is going to be able to do that on a regular basis moving forward. So that's it from this game. Final thoughts on this one. Uh, As always, appreciate you for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast: Apple, Spotify, Google, brand new Odyssey app, free and available on all platforms. Also, check out the new Locked on Rockets YouTube channel. Search Locked on Rockets on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. What was your favorite part from this Rockets game against the Suns? How are you feeling about Dennis Schroeder as a Houston Rocket so far? Let me know in the comments. I do read every single one of those, and I try to reply when I can. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.